Want a fresh take on what's going on with the Saints, LSU, the betting world, and the NFL? Then you've picked the right place. Jim Derry has plenty of datitude, and he's ready to tell you the way it is. Well, the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends around the country who have realized that they won't be playing golf for about the next three and a half to four months, except maybe some of you sickos. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times Picayune, the advocate, and bet.nola.com. And this is a special Datitude, episode number 77. For a Wednesday, that's right, Wednesday edition on June the 15th, 2022. And it's only a special episode. We've been doing one a week, except when there is a major golf tournament. Or some other big news comes up, which we haven't had a lot of that. We had the draft, what, a month and a half ago. And now we have uh, some golf majors. And this is the third of four golf majors this season. It is the United States Open, the 122nd, I believe. Uh, I think Jeff Duncan was around to see that first one, and we're going to have to get his take on on how that first one went. I'll ask him. I think he's coming on this Friday. And uh, Friday will be pretty much all Saints talk, like we had last week. Uh, mini camp going on over in Metairie. Some Saints news to talk about. Uh, this is going to be 98% golf today, so I'm just giving you a heads up. If you don't want to hear about the U.S. Open, if you're not interested in the U.S. Open, this is probably not the show for you. So just to let you know, um, the, the biggest Saints news, obviously, of the week so far is that uh, pretty much everyone who was expected to show up at minicamp has showed up, including Alvin Kamara, who's not talking to the media for, well, we know why. I don't blame him. He's not going to talk, and nor should he. So uh, we'll see how that goes. That story goes over the next couple months. He is scheduled to be in court again in August. When will his suspension be uh, handed down? There will be a suspension, by the way. There's talk all over Twitter, and there are Saints fans denying whether he will be suspended or not. It's not a question of if. It's when and how long. Alvin Kamara is going to be suspended. Get it out of your head that, well, maybe it won't happen. It might not happen this year. I mean, even that is chance is probably slight. Uh, there's a slight chance that he doesn't get suspended this year. Um, if this case drags on past the season, which is possible. Uh, it's already been delayed twice. There's a chance it could get delayed past the season. I doubt it. Um, but even if it gets settled and um, all those things, it's it's probably going to happen. And it's probably going to happen. My guess at this point is he's going to be suspended sometime during the season. Um, I think it still could happen before the season starts. But it's starting to look less likely that that's the case. I think it's more likely that it happens during the season, which may or I mean, I guess the good news is you get started and hopefully you can jump out to a fast start and then you figure it out from there. But, man, that's going to be an interesting uh, storyline as we go forward for sure. Uh, Will Lutz is back in the fold. Lord knows all the kicking woes the Saints had last year. Man, that's big news. That's a big deal. And as Rod Walker said, 
you know, getting Will Lutz back could be one of the, the it's certainly the one we talk least about, right? Um, remember all the different kickers the Saints had last year and all all the problems they had, the missed extra points, the, the shanked short field goals? Will Lutz coming back. But you got to hope he's effective, right? I mean, he hasn't kicked in, I think, 10 or 11 months now. So we'll see how that plays out. We'll talk more about all those things on Friday. Again, I believe it's going to be, once again, with Jeff Duncan. have not confirmed that. Um, if not, we'll have a guest on. And then it's vacation time. Um, we are working on a major guest to get on this show. If it happens while I'm on vacation, then so be it. Uh, I'll come out of vacation for a day. And we'll have a datitude then. But most likely, after Friday's show, we will go dark for a couple of weeks. It'll be uh, three Fridays before we come back. Um, we are going to take our little time off. We come back and start. Really, when I come back, it'll be all NFL. Um, we will have one show about the British Open, I think. Uh, other than that, it is going to be pretty much all Saints and NFL. We're going to be doing um, some team previews, over-unders, what we think on over-unders. But we're going to preview each team, all 32 teams, we're do each division one week for eight weeks. Uh, that doesn't make sense. We're going to do each division um, one division a week for eight weeks. How about that? So, But each team will have its own little video. We're going to have some people from Covers.com coming on to help us, um, especially Adam Chernoff is going to do a lot of these these shows and have little, uh, they're going to be little five-minute segments, um, and they're going to be fun. Uh, what I think on each team, uh, whether I think they're over or under is either spot on or I would bet the over win total or the under win total. Um, and obviously, as we go along, there'll be storylines, and that'll be fun, and that'll that is starting, I believe, the week of June, July the 12th. I know that it, that it ends. Uh, the last show we ha- will have on that, the Saints are going to be last, and that will be the Thursday before the season starts. So whatever day that is, or the Friday before the season starts. I'm not sure. One of those days. Saints will be the first Friday in September, I believe, is when they will come out. So you can look forward to that coming up on bet.nola.com. And obviously, when we come back from vacation, it will be – all Saints pretty much all the time as we get uh, in gear for football season. But again, today is about golf. And the United States Open, and look, I have uh, always been a fan of golf, but the last couple years, and especially this year, I would say, um, have really gotten into it. And obviously with the presence of the apps that we can bet on. And look, if you're just getting into betting or you haven't gotten into betting, I have not thrown this promo out there, but I will throw this out there to you now. Obviously, uh, unless you've been in a hole or you've never listened to this podcast or been on bet.nola.com, other than that, you know that Caesar Sportsbook is the official odds partner of bet.nola.com, and they have a promo going on right now. Uh, Your first bet is risk-free up to $1,500. So whatever you bet, your first bet, if you bet $400, let's say, on whatever, and it loses. If, let's say you want to make your first bet on basketball. Game six of the NBA Finals tomorrow night. Golden State in Boston. Will the Warriors close it out on the road in Boston or will the Celtics stay alive? Uh, not sure what I think yet. We'll find out in Dilly Best Bets tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> but if you want to place your first bet, say you want to bet 400 I'm making up a number. But if you want to bet $400 on it, you bet it, you lose, you get a free bet for $400. Not a bad deal. If you want to bet $20 on it, 
If you're going to start small, you're only going to put $100 in, you say, you know what? I'm going to bet $20 on the, on the Warriors-Celtics game. If you lose, you get a free bet for $20. If you win, you win. You move on. Not a bad deal. So check that out on Caesars Sportsbook. There are, and if, look, I mean, we're, 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 we talk about betting everywhere. I, I'm the first one to tell you I do shopping. Um, I don't just use Caesars, uh, especially when it comes to golf. I mean, I go look for the best odds. Where I, I put my list together. This is what, these are the golfers I want to bet on. I go shopping. I go through three or four different apps. Um, whoever has the best number, that's where I bet it. Um, I actually prefer, I mean, most of my bets take place on Caesars. So I prefer that I win the bets that are on Caesars. But if it's on another app, like last week, I hit Rory McIlroy. I hit it on uh, BetMGM. They had the best numbers on Rory McIlroy last week. Hit it, hit the outright, got my money, that's where it is. It's on BetMGM. So wherever you get the best numbers, do your shopping, do your homework. And if you're getting into golf, you really have to do shopping with golf numbers because they're different everywhere. Um, And this course this week at Brookline, uh, the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts, uh, one of the oldest courses in America. It is only the fourth time the U.S. Open will be, I think I say with Uncle Big Nick, I might have said third times or I said it was played three times. However I said it, I know that this is the fourth tournament, uh, fourth U.S. Open tournament that has been played at Brookline, although there have been several other um, key tournaments that have been played at, the, at Brookline. Um, I think it's the first one since, let me get this right before I, say it, and I took it off my screen, but the, I know Curtis Strange won the last time it was at Brookline, and it was either, I think it was in 90, it was in the late 90s at some point. Uh, you can go look that up. I did a blog today on bet.nola.com. Check it out. A long, in-depth detail. I did a lot of research uh, all over the place. Had a little help from my friend Andy Lack, who came on our show uh, last month to talk about the PGA Championship, and again, I'll promo him, because he does an outstanding job over at rickrungood.com. A minimal fee that I've paid since January, minimal monthly fee. It is paid for itself many times over. So highly suggest that if you're getting into the world of betting golf, even if you're just doing it casually, and even if you just like, like looking at num- golf numbers, that's the place to go, rickrungood.com. They have great content every week. They also have a free Slack channel that you can talk to all the experts for free. Uh, and they, they write back immediately. Andy also has a podcast, um, the Golf Podcast, which is outstanding as well. It comes out twice a week. All right, getting into the U.S. Open, and we're going to jump into it with Uncle Big Nick. Uncle Big Nick has been hot as of late. Um, actually, he's been hot all year. He went into a little mini slump maybe about a month ago, but he has climbed out of that, and a couple weeks ago he won the big, if you don't know what daily uh, – Daily lineups are you go to DraftKings or FanDuel and you can pick your lineups of six golfers, okay? And there are different ranges, different contests, different amounts of people, but he, he finally hit the big one. He had won a couple first place, but he hit the big one, or the one that he'd been looking for anyway, the $10,000 tournament. I think it was $12 to enter. Um, and he won $10,000 for finish first place a couple weeks ago. So. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He's got a lot of lineups this week, but hey, he's been, he's been way in the black. 
So uh, he does way more studying than I do, and I do a pretty good bit. So we're going to bring him on. We're going to talk about the U.S. Open and give you a nice in-depth preview here on Datitude. Haven't heard the song in a little bit. I forgot last time. I'm a little bit off my game too because you don't have a little mermaid cup. But you sip the coffee on today. Oh, I know. I'm I'm messing with everybody. I got my uh, my my New Orleans cup. So uh, I'm getting ready to get some Datitude mugs. No way. Yeah, man. I'm have some Datitude. I can't. I don't drink coffee. Could I have some? Yeah, I'll get. I'll send you a Datitude mug. You've been on the show enough. But then I gotta. Then I gotta send. D squared a, a datitude mug and I don't know, man. It starts getting a little bit too much. Just send him one because he's gonna complain way more than me if I don't get a mug and if he don't. Yeah, get well, one. his picks in football aren't as good as yours in golf, so I don't know. Well, we'll we'll see what we we can do for for, for Dave. Um, all right, U.S. Open time here on the Datitude podcast on a Wednesday morning. Uncle Big Nick is back to talk major golf and. Um, you know, you've been doing pretty good. I got to give you your props. Uh, you know, you, you finally hit your, your big first place a couple of weeks ago. Now we can stop here, stop hearing you whining, complaining, and moaning. Well, it's actually my third first place. but it's Yeah, well, biggest, I know, but you're a big one. I'm out of money up to Yeah. But you would complain, too, if every week you're in first and everything just falls apart on the weekend. It just, it, it sucks. And it finally all held together. One Sunday. I don't know if and I. And I needed a lot of stuff to happen. I don't know if I complain and whine like I mean, like seriously. I wish I need to share some of these texts with our listeners because uh, I'm just glad it's over. So I have to hear that crap every every week anymore. Well, yeah, you won't have to hear it for at least a few weeks. Yeah. Okay. If I uh, can win the Millie Maker this weekend, don't worry, I won't text you ever again. That, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's simply false. <laughs> All right. Let's talk U.S. Open. And, um, you know, an interesting course this week with Brookline. Um, I, I kind of think I, I'm really looking forward to it because I'm kind of like the guy who likes the two-to-one game in baseball. Um, it, I think you're going to get a, a score. I think a winning score this week is going to be like four under, five under, um, which is what, to me, what majors are supposed to be. And I think Brooklyn. I think the predictive the predictive score to over under is three point five. Three point five under. Yeah. All right. So maybe I'm giving them a little bit too much credit. I don't know, but. Uh, but every I, time we talk about these guys and we like, oh, it's going to be, you know, minus two, maybe an even score win. They always go out and it's like minus nine that wins something like that. But it's I, I, possible. I don't know. I can't see that here, but it's possible. You 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 got to credit these guys. They're so good. Like, it's just, you never know yeah. what's going to happen. But you might have this tournament, you might have five guys on the par, one of them at seven under, one at three under, and then the rest just even and plus, you know? You, you could. One of the things I find interesting in doing the research for my, my golf uh, preview, which in case you people haven't seen it, every week comes out on bet.nola.com, my golf preview. I get a little bit of help from Andy Lack, but I do a lot of research going through probably eight or 10 other websites, uh, trying to find some good notes about the course and who I'm going to bet on that week. And um, we had a really good week last week, uh, for sure. 
which was a which was a change from the two weeks prior to that. But uh, now, I guess I should start reading that. And we're back in the in the plus. We had a we had a I mean we hit everything last week. We couldn't miss. Um, it literally hit everything. Um, but one of the things I find interesting about this course, and for the for the golfers that won't be able to, it's going to be such a rough start that the golfers that can't handle this rough start are going to kind of fade away to me. Um, and you talk about. 488-yard par four to start at Brookline for the U.S. Open, 215-yard par three, and a 499-yard par four. I mean, you got guys who could be plus two after three holes. Will they wilt after this happens? No, you you could have guys plus six after four. Like, really, honestly. And then you got to know that even though you're plus six after four, you're not out of the tournament. Right. Like, this. that's what... The, the mental part of this tournament is going to be is that finding the guys mentally tough. Terrell Hatton, no, <laughs> not mentally tough. Don't play him. He hates every course he plays on in America. So if he starts off plus six through four, you might as well write him off. He's done. The angry gnome is going to be throwing things. So, I mean, it's just, it's people you got to find that have the fight in them, that have the dog in him that is always going to fight it, you know? I do not have Terrell Hatton anywhere this week, so that no. is good news. He's uh, burned me so much, I just I can't do it this week. If he beats yeah. me, he beats me. I don't play him very much, but I certainly don't have him this week. And, um, you know, this, this course is it's only the third time that the U.S. Open has been played here. But it was the site of one of the most famous Ryder Cups in history in 1999. Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Payne Stewart, uh, an incredible comeback. I think it was Justin Leonard that made – a long putt on 17 yeah. to, to win it for the Americans. They'll come back on Sunday against uh, a 19-year-old Sergio, Lee Westwood, Colin Montgomery, Jose Maria Olatabo, one of my favorite names in golf. <laughs> um, so it, it, it has been the site uh, of some great places and uh, some great tournaments. And Matt Fitzpatrick has won here in the U.S. Amateur. Does that give him any advantage? Oh, really? Yeah. That's happened? I've only heard that about 10,000 times. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of people who don't follow golf like you and I do that don't know. Talk that. about another guy who I'm not going to let burn me again. Like, this this guy. Oh, I don't, I don't know. He's can't. on my cards. Well, enjoy. <laughs> okay, well, we'll get into the players itself. But It just seems like he just, I don't know, pees in his pants when he got the lead, you know? Well, we have to talk about the course itself first. Well, we touched on it, but... One thing that will not contribute to high scores is the weather because the weather's supposed to be pretty decent. Maybe a little rain on Saturday, uh, maybe a little bit on Friday. We'll see. It, it, it looks pretty good right now. The winds are nothing too bad to speak about in the 10 to 15 mile an hour range for, for most of the time. You might get some gust here and there. But the weather's really not going to play that much of a factor, I don't think. Um, it's going to be more about for this course with, it, who people that don't follow and just started betting on golf. There's going to be a lot of blind shots. There's going to be people, people who can't see pins. Um, there was one uh, play last week where Rory got in a bunker and he was jumping up as high as he could to try to see the pin and he still couldn't see it. Well, that's going to be almost every shot this week. Yeah, and it's going to be crazy with the way these greens are. Like, I was listening and reading and they're talking about if you miss it like two or three foot to the left, it, it's a matter of rolling out 30 more feet down. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. it's just going to be nuts. You're going to have to hit your exact spot, and if you don't, you're going to be in some predicaments that you don't want to be in around these greens. In other words, so that's, that's why the score off. is going to be like, 
Oh yeah, definitely. So the scoring's gonna that's why the scoring's gonna be like that. But I love this. I love Carnage. I love watching yeah, these that's guys. You and I aren't playing. Right. Well, I mean, I just like watching them look human. Yeah. Birdie Fest is just like, oh, another birdie. Beautiful. You know, it's just I love hey. watching these guys struggle. It'll be there's times when I say I could do that, but you, you know, when we get out there, I can't imagine what you and I would do duffing on this course. Oh God, it'd take us twelve hours and we'd shoot like plus four hundred. A <laughs> combined plus four hundred. Uh especially when we play from their pins. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh <laughs> I think if you put us if you put us like right in front of the green and we were chipping, we still couldn't beat them. No. Not even I mean, close. We'd probably six putt half the time. We'd yeah, that's what I'm about to say five or six putt every hole. Par on this course is 70. Um, this is another par 70 course. We've had quite a few the past few weeks. Um, it it kind of takes away some of what I do like because I like these par fives. But these par fives, uh, from what I'm reading, even the ones they get, there there's not no eagle chances here. They're going to be happy to make birdie on these par fives. It's not going to be like your, your usual par fives where these golfers try to come back. These par fives are brutal. Yeah, it's there's not really – a lot of places on this course where you're like, okay, this is a birdie hole. Like it, it's, it's not, it's not going to happen. And the USGA doesn't want that to happen. All right. We want it to be hard. I want to talk about players, but I promised you that we would talk about the favorite golf topic of the world right now, which is really kind of annoying. Um, but we got to touch on it. And that's, uh, the LIV, I'm not calling it what they're calling it. It's just stupid. It's a Roman numeral. Why they're calling it, the, you're actually pr- pronouncing the LIV as a word. I'm not, you can say it if you want. I'm not saying, I'll call it 54 golf. I call it LIV golf. They can piss off. So that's how I feel about, <laughs> it, about it. How do you feel about it? I just think, like, all the press conferences that all these guys are doing, whatever you want to call them, just come out and say it's a hell of a lot of money. I don't care where it's coming from. Goodbye. End of questions. Quit trying to say it's the integrity of the game. Quit trying to say you're trying to grow the game. You're not trying to grow the game. 48 golfers playing a shotgun start for 54 holes. And Do we think Phil Mickelson's going to this tour to grow the game? No, it's his retirement plan to pay for all his games. The gambling debts. I mean, yeah. it's. I mean, yeah, Swartz won four million, but what's the incentive to win over there? You play the same guys over and over again. You already got paid. You think Dustin Johnson's fighting to win a tournament, win another four million after he done got paid one hundred twenty-five million? He don't care. I think he cares more about winning this week. Dustin Johnson <clears throat> doesn't fight to do anything. Right, yeah. but. What more of a way to say, you know, stick it to the PGA than go out and win the U.S. Open after you done sound with LIV? Well, that's kind of why I, I like him a little bit this week. I actually, I haven't put any, I've, I've pretty much laid all my bets down. I haven't put any money on him, but I may put a couple of dollars on him just in case. Um, but look, I, I've made my, my thoughts on this clear. Golfers have the right to do whatever the hell they want to do. This is America. If they want to go play, with the Saudis, um, then feel free. If they want to take the Saudi money, that, that's on them. Um, but 
I, I'm with the, I know a lot of people are, and we had, I had this talk with Trey Wingo the other day that he, I'm, obviously he doesn't agree with me, but um, he thinks this tour is going to stick around for a while. I don't. And I think these golfers are going to be crying in a few years when this tour shuts down because people get tired of, even Saudis will get tired of wasting their money because the ratings are going to be terrible on this. They'll be fine for in the beginning because people are curious, but after a while, people, and after a short while, people aren't going to care. And so go ahead and enjoy your Phil Mickelson's and your Dustin Johnson's and your Kevin Nas and uh, whoever, Patrick Reed and whoever else you can get to come over there. There aren't going to be that many more. I don't think going over and these golfers are going to find it when they want to come back because it's not about the money. It's about the money initially because they're getting these big paychecks. But when they, they, I know these guys love golf. It's they live, breathe, eat golf. And when they want to come back to the PGA because there's nowhere else to play, they're not going to be able to come back. And then they're going to be whining and bitching some more. It makes the most sense for the older guys to just go make this money. You only got three or four years left on your career. I mean, I didn't watch a second of the first event of this. And that's only because I. I, it's, it's not golf to me. It's just a money grab. It's watching rich people get richer. Like this weekend at the RBC, that, that was awesome. Watching these guys fight it out to win. And you got guys making birdie putts on 18 to make the cut, to play the weekend and fist pumping and all that. You don't have that over there. You're not going to have that. There's no pageantry. There's no, it's just a money grab. That's all it is. And I can't sit there and just watch people, rich people get richer. Yeah, it's just nothing to me. Although we're watching rich people get richer every Sunday, but that's that's but a whole other that's story. a that's still that's a team aspect. Even though you get paid, you're still playing for your teammates to win. Most of these guys on Sundays. Yeah. As far as football and baseball and all that goes, you individuals. No, I'm talking about Sunday with games. golf. I'm talking about golf. Oh, I thought yeah. you were talking about football. No, I'm talking about PGA golf. I mean, it's, it's none of but, these guys, most of these guys aren't poor. No, but you have the trophies. You have you have to win to make a good amount of money. You have to make the cut to even get paid. So I mean, at least you got some incentive to to make money. You know. Well, we'll see. I will eat my words. Uh, like I, you know, I've been wrong. Before. I think if the PGA Tour stops asking questions about it, it'll fade. I agree. Quickly. If if they stop, if they stop I bringing agree. it up. It'll fade so quick. I agree. It's new right now, so everybody's going to talk about it. But once it's old, once it the newness wears off, that's what I want to see. And every What's time, every time JT and Colin Morikawa and whoever else talks about goes at length talking about what they think about the the new tour, the people in the the new fifty four tour are clapping their hands and laughing. So yeah, yes. just don't talk about it anymore. I agree. Exactly. And we're not going to talk about it anymore. Not in this show. All right. We're going to get into the players themselves in the U.S. Open and who we like. And, you know, you sent me an interesting uh, text yesterday. And then I went and did some more research. Um, and I kind of, I, I think some of the, 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 the items of a trend that you gave me, eh, who cares? Um, so I kind of combined some of the trends that you gave me, some of the trends that Andy had, and I put them into the ones that I thought were the most important. And here... Oh, the trends, and I am a trends guy. Okay, Andy talks about how he's not a trends guy, although he used some of those trends this week in, in his in his uh, in his writings. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, we had Andy Lack on our show before. 
uh, the PGA Championship. A great guest. You can go back and listen. I think it was episode 71 or 72. Um, and he talked about how he puts his things together and how he goes about reading. Of course, you can find him on rickrungood.com, a site that Nick and I use every week to, to start at least start our research. Um, it's not solely what I use, but it has definitely helped me. It is a very, it's a minimal subscription fee. If you're into golf betting at all, I would highly recommend it. It has helped me immensely, and I'm de- I've definitely gotten my money back multiple fold back since I joined, I think, back in January. But in using some of his uh, trends and some of the ones you gave me yesterday, Nick, here are the ones that I came up with that, that I thought were the most important. All of the, ten pa- past, all of the past 10 winners were ranked inside of the top 30 in the world golf rankings in the U.S. Open. All were between the ages of 21 and 35 with the top 25 in the previous U.S. Open. Okay, Each had previously won only one or no majors. Each of the past nine have played in at least three U.S. Opens. Eight of the past ten winners have posted a top ten in at least one of their two prior tournaments. Those are the things to me that were the most important Okay, of all the trends that I put together. Because they seem to fit the narrative of what I've been looking for lately, and I've been doing better, not so much in outrights, although I have had some outrights lately, outright winners. But uh, it certainly helped me in the top 10s and the top 20 bets. And so these are the 10 golfers that qualify under that trend, those trends. There's 10 of them. Scotty Scheffler, and and most of them are guys you'd expect. Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Will Zalatoris, Daniel Berger, Patrick Cantlay. Tony Finau, Sung J.M., Joaquin Neiman, Billy Horschel, who just makes it because he's 35 right on the nose, and Matt Fitz- Fitzpatrick. There are also two guys that just missed because of small technicalities, and that's Xander Shoffley because he finished 13th two tournaments ago, just outside of the top 10 uh, at the PGA, but he finished fifth the week before that at Byron Nelson. And then Justin Thomas just missed because he's won two majors, and that falls out of the criteria of winning one or Did you say no Neiman? Majors. Neiman is in there. He's, a, he's one of yeah. the ten. So, to me, that's where I started with my card. Now, I've been trying to limit my outrights to – I've been picking – I was picking too many before, so I've changed my strategy. But this week, most of those guys are in my outright list, not all of them. I don't have anything on Berger. I don't have anything on Cantlay, mostly because I don't like the way they played as of late, um, even though they do have a decent finish. Um, I don't love either one of those guys, and I don't like Billy Horschel because I don't think he can win on this course. So the other seven or some, uh, the other nine, I guess, are somewhere on my card in some sort of fashion. But I'll say this, the two that I like most, and I don't, this is the second week in a row where I'm liking chalk, but I don't see how you don't. To me, I know you're going to disagree a little bit, but I don't see how you don't like Justin Thomas and Scotty Scheffler this week, although this course is not completely suited to Justin Thomas's game. But to me, Scotty is kind of like lying in the weeds, and this is a perfect week for him. Yeah, and it, he's getting the least amount of buzz out there. Justin Thomas' game goes anywhere, so I always am okay with Justin Thomas. Scotty, I, I placed the bet on. I mean, it's like when Brooks Koepka went on his run, Jordan Speed went on his run. Just let it happen. Right. Like just go with it. Don't don't fight it. Don't be like, oh, he can't just keep doing this. Maybe he can. It's been done before. 
you know? So once these guys get hot, it's like, why stop following them? And that's how he's playing, right? I mean, he that's how he plays. Right. He's the guy that can play that run out and just let it roll. And he doesn't let a quote unquote bad week. He finished 18th last week and that's a bad week for him. Um, yeah. And, and it, but oh, he hasn't, he hasn't won in a month. He's terrible. Exactly. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, like it's like, it's, you just walk out there and win. Um, and so I, I think this is a perfect week for Scotty Scheffler. I don't have a ton on him. More, my, most of my money's on JT. Well, I don't say most of my money. My biggest bet of the week is on JT. So that's the one that I'll really be rooting for because I got a great boost on him a few weeks ago for Craig Wingo at Caesars. He had a, it was a plus 1500, but honestly, if I had more money, like I, I got to put myself on a budget or you, you start going crazy. But if I had more money to play this week, I would just go put it straight on Scotty Shuffle. Right. And this is a week where, I mean, you know me, I'm normally not a favorites guy, but this is a week where I stick to anybody that's 50, you know, 50 to one and below. Like it's just pages. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta ride with the guys that are good. I really like Willie Z. I mean, I just, I don't want to miss out when he wins. Right. So I don't want, I, I bet on him so much that I don't want to be the guy that, that week that he finally breaks through and I, I'm not there, you know? So I, I definitely got him. Well, I'll say this about Willie Z. Willie Zell, Will Zalatoris. Um, and I have 25 on him to win six twenty-five. That's also in my, in my, in my column this morning. I don't think it's just that Nick. I think, Zalatoris is unlike a lot of the other golfers where he actually plays better when the pressure is up. Um, right. I think when he's, I don't want to say bored, but when it's, when it doesn't mean as much, he doesn't have as much focus on his short game. He'll miss short putts, kind of like Jordan Spieth's doing, but it's only Jordan Spieth's got the yips. That's a whole different story. Um, but Will Zalatoris seems to focus in these majors and seems to putt better when the greens are harder which is so weird. Yeah, it's very weird. And don't even watch his putting stroke because it'll make you sick. But, I mean, his as little, long as he's rolling in the putts, I don't care. Yeah, his little halt thing that he does. But, I mean, it's just, it's amazing how young this kid is and how much how many times he's been in contention in these majors. And, you know, people say, well, he hasn't won a tournament. He hasn't won a major. But nobody's won one until they win one. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just... And one of these days, he's going to break through. One thing I say about Zalatoris as well is I also say that get him before he wins that major because you keep seeing him at plus 2,500, plus 2,700, plus 2,200. Once he wins one of these majors, he's shooting up like the Scotties and the JTs of the world. He's going to be in that oh, yeah. 13, 12, and 1300 ballpark, and you're never going to see him. For me, I was, lucky enough to be, I was lucky enough to be at the beginning of the Scotties run. Yeah. We had him at the waste management yeah, on right. Super Bowl Sunday. That was beautiful. So that was, he was plus thirty three hundred. You, when you ever go see Scotty Scheffler at that again? Not until so he goes we a year without winning. To, right. We were lucky enough to ride that train when it when it first started. Uh, here's a train that I have been off for a long time, but I don't know how you don't bet this week. And you and I have. Talked, I think we're both on the same boat in this. I told you many, many. The Taysom Hill train? Is no, that, no, no, no. That choo choo train. No. Oh, okay. not, that's not pulling back into the station for another few months, and then it's still got. Okay. Uh, it's still got an axle missing. Um, Just make it sure. Xander Shoffley this week at plus twenty two hundred. I know I told you I wasn't going to bet him to win anymore, 
But looking at his record at the U.S. Open and the way he's been playing, he's kind of hasn't played a whole bunch, to be honest. But I don't see how you don't play him this week because you know he's going to be good. You just got to hope he can get rid of those yips on Sunday. And I don't want to miss the boat at a major when I think that's a pretty good number, 22 to 1. When you when he's been in the top 10, all five U.S. Opens he's played, he's been in the top 10, which is insane. So at Top plus, 7. Top 7. So plus 2,200, you can't – I think you if you're going to bet outrights and you're going to pick four or five, you've got to have him on your card. Yeah, I got him on my card. Um, I'm debating on whether I'm playing him in fantasy or not because I don't know if I trust him to get another top seven, but that's another story. But I put him out there. He's just – he's playing too well right now, and he's another one of them guys that is not going to quit. Uh, you've seen that in the last few weeks. He makes the – cut on a number and then goes nuclear over the weekend, you know? So uh, he's playing too well right now to not take into consideration his play and what this course is going to do and what he, his history, you know? Yeah. I think, uh, I think he's going to have another good week. Um, we'll see. I also bet him to that top 10 again, go check out my column on bet.nola.com. This, uh, attitude will be embedded in there as well when we're done with it. All right, we're running low on time. I don't want to go too, too long this morning. Uh, Uncle Big Nick, give me, give me two or three other golfers that are on your card that you really like this week and tell me why uh, briefly. The one person we talked about that everybody's talking about is Rory. That's, I, yeah. I don't have him on my card either. Me neither. But it's just funny that me and you are talking about this, and he's the hottest guy going right now. But Rory's never won a tournament where the score was under minus 10, so I can't let that go. I cannot – I, I can't what bothers me he wins one of these tough tournaments. Nick, what bothers me about Rory, and you're right, we haven't talked about him. We haven't talked about John Rahm either, which we need to talk about. But I, I don't like Rory because he won last week. I'm never a fan of a guy. I mean, it's happened. But to win a tournament and then go win a major. <laughs> you know the last person to do it, right? I'm guessing it's Tiger. No, Rory, 2014. Oh, is it really? Okay, I did not know he that. He won a tournament and then the week after won the major. Yeah, well, there's I don't a remember long... what tournament it went major, but yeah, that's eight years ago. I mean, and it, to me, yeah. I, I'm never gonna bet on it. And, and look, I can't say never, but rarely, rarely, rarely. And this, not just because this is a major, but any anytime, I'm not betting on a guy to win a, a, a second week in a row, no matter who it is. I mean, you could give me if 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 Tiger Woods of old came out of retirement, I mean, if Tiger Woods of of age 32 Tiger comes out and win some tournament, I don't think I could put him on a card the next week. I just don't – winning back-to-back weeks is almost impossible. Well, the talent's a lot better than it was eight years ago. Yeah. And you're competing with a lot, of, a lot of these young guys that are really good, and it is really hard to win back-to-back weeks. Yeah. But, I mean, the two guys you mentioned that I like that we haven't talked about yet is Neiman. I mentioned him. I really like him. He's long off the tee, straight. I mean, he went wire to wire at the Genesis. I mean, that was a tough course. I can see him playing well. Another guy I really like is Max Homer. Max really? Homer plays tough courses really well. 11 straight made cuts. He was he won the Wells Fargo with all that rain and windy weather. I mean, weather doesn't bother him. Tough conditions don't bother him. He was 13th at the PGA, top five at the Memorial I mean, I, I just think he's coming in really good form, and he's one of them guys that plays tough courses really, really well. All right, I may have to go expand my budget by ten bucks and put ten bucks on Max Homer. What are his <laughs> num- What are his odds? 
30? I, I don't know. I didn't write it down. Okay, I don't know what it's at right now. All right, before I get into my two guys that I don't have on here um, that we haven't talked about, we do need to talk about John Rahm real quick. I just don't like the way that Rahm's been playing lately. I know that he he, he certainly could win this, this tournament. Um, I don't like his odds. They're too low for me to bet. Um, and had he shown to me that he can – overcome whatever the heck he's going he's still a great golfer he's still still fair and well i mean if you want to bet a fifth top 15 or top 20 on him i guess you can't bet top 15 top 10 or top 20 on him great i just and those odds gonna be even worse i just can't bet on him as an an outright winner right now the way he's been playing and he's grumpy i call him grumpy john so i mean if he's out there and he's hitting what he thinks is great shots and they fall in 30 feet off the green like is he going to fight it? Is he going to, I don't know. I mean, I'm playing him in DraftKings, but it's just because I have to. Yeah. It's all kind of different factors, but as far as betting him, I, and I, I haven't got an outright on him. How many lineups do you do this week? 162. Oh, Jesus Christ. 162 DFS lineups, boys and girls. If you got time on DraftKings, I challenge Built you. To do by hand. By hand. <laughs> You do no everything by hand. You yes. do everything by hand. All right, the two guys that we haven't mentioned that I like this week. Well, the this one I'm just going to mention because we kind of talked about him about him, and that's Matt Fitzpatrick because I like his odds. Twenty eight plus twenty eight hundred at BetMGM yesterday. I don't know what he is today. Um, he did falter at the Canadian Open. Had a chance to win. Um, ended up finishing tenth. I had a top ten on him, so I won that. Um, <clears throat> but <clears throat> as I go for clumped. The two guys I really like, and you tell me what you think, Tony Finau and Sungjae. My hot take of the week is that Sungjae is going to miss the cut. Really? Why is that? Because, I mean, you know me, I'm in this Twitter bubble of all golf analysis and golf DFS and golf betting. That's basically all my Twitter is. Everybody's picking Sungjae. There's a chart that's got golf tips you know, they, they follow all the golf tippers and touts on Twitter. And the biggest pie of the chart is Sunjay. And it just never works out well when everybody, you hate playing with the public. This would be like yeah, playing right. with 80% of the public on the side of a football team. That's, That's basically true. what this is with Sunjay. I do hate so playing with the public. I'm You're staying right. as far away from Sunjay as I can. Finau, I, was, I love. Finau's been playing great. Finau played great over the weekend. He gained 18 shots on the field. If Rory or JT wasn't in that tournament, Finau runs it. 100%. I, even JT. I mean, he beat JT. So, I mean, yeah. And you, you talk about shots gained in the field. His number was incredible compared to, to everybody else's. So, Normally, I like the, a guy gains 12 to 13 shots on the field, wins a tournament. He gained 18. The thing about like, Tony Finau that I really like is until about a year ago, it seemed like he, he was one of those guys kind of in the Xander Shoffley class that if somebody was breathing down his neck on Sunday or if he started breathing down someone's neck, the pressure seemed to get to him. That's not the case the last couple months. When he, Although he's only got one, one win, I, I, he's, he's been playing pretty darn well. He could have folded Sunday, even though he didn't win. Rory was just in a different world Sunday. But even Rory, though he didn't win Sunday. If you ever see Rory with his chest out 
and walking with a bounce. Yeah, you called it about the sixth <laughs> hole. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I texted you or I texted somebody. This is over. And they were like, who do you yeah. think's going to win? It's I over. said, have you seen Rory? It's over. That's yeah. it. He's got his chest poked out. He's got this bounce in his step. You don't beat Rory when he's like that, especially when he's in the lead. Finau's a, I mean, Finau's a lot, lot better when he's coming from behind. Yeah. Um, I, I like him. I just don't trust him. Like, yeah, well, yeah, this course, you, it, you're going to have a lot of, like, five to ten foot putts for par that you're going to have to make to avoid bogeys. Do you trust him to make those? Well, it's funny because he was making the 20-footers, but he couldn't make the six-footers. Right. Just like Rory. Rory missed a few three-footers. Yeah. So, on Sunday last week. We'll see. I, I an, actually, interesting note about, an interesting note about Rory, putting from five to ten feet in this field of 166 golfers, he's ranked 115. Wow. That sounds like Jordan Speed. Yeah. <laughs> First mention of Jordan Speed half an hour into this thing. Well, I like I like Tony Finau. He he's actually probably going to be my my the, the the second guy I'm rooting for behind JT because a twenty dollar bet on him wins. Um, I think the second most or third most of all my bets and my little twenty dollar bet on him. I also got the pro. There's a promo on Caesars uh, Sportsbook and on FanDuel, by the way. A free bet of up to $25 if your golfer doesn't win, but he finishes in the top 10. So if you bet $25 on a guy, he doesn't win, but he finishes eighth, then you get a free $25 bet. So to me, that's, and I also bet fee now $30. That's beautiful because that yeah. always happens to me. Great promo. I mean, it's perfect for you. You could bet 10 guys. I mean, I had feed out this weekend. So, I mean. Be perfect for you. Wish they had that, that, that every week. All right, those are the guys that like. Uh, let's final thoughts. Um, uh, I also put a, a, just a couple bucks on Davis Riley, uh, like, and I mean it, just a couple bucks. If if anybody to me in, in that long shot range is going to come through, it's going to be somebody like that. But the way he choked down the stretch a couple weeks ago, I didn't get a lot of confidence in him. But he's worth a couple bucks. And then just on principle, just in case it happens, and I'm absolutely not miserable. I put three bucks on Phil Mickelson because if I'm going to be miserable and I got to watch this ass clown go down 18 and the crowd's <laughs> going nuts and he's going to win this thing, which it would be the miracle of miracles. But I at least want to gain profit on it. So I put three bucks on that. That's crazy. You should have done it on DJ. Well, I might put a few bucks. I'll put DJ yeah. I like, so I don't mind him as much. How great. Okay. Picture this. Sunday, final pairing, DJ Rory going oh, off man. the final pairing for that would the be U.S. Fun. Open. That you would know, be insane. You know what would be more fun? JT and Xander or JT and uh, Tony Finau. That would be way more fun because then I know I'm going to win some big money. Because of the money. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's you know what's a cool story that I don't know if you know about? Min Woo Lee. I don't know if you know who that is. He's a I do, M.W. Lee. Yeah. Yeah, his sister won the women's U.S. Open two weeks ago. What's her name, Lin J or Lin? Yeah, Lin J Lee or something yeah, like that. Yeah, she's she but won like by a how lot. How cool of a story that would be! That that would be an interesting. Yeah, but she's like really good. Oh yeah, she, she's she's she got all she wins the all the time in the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, well, but it's just a cool little tidbit that I, I found. 
That would be a cool story, but he's not on my card, so it wouldn't be that cool. No, 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 no. no he shouldn't be. But I mean, it just stated yeah, exactly. cool story. All right, Uncle Big Nick, we're going to enjoy the U.S. Open this week. Thanks for your uh, knowledge, and may you hit another 10,000 uh, so we can hear about it all over our text message boards. If I hit 10,000 this week, I'm going to be mad because I'm, I'm in the million-dollar contest. So. <laughs> oh, you're going to be mad if you win 10,000? I'm not mad. I'd just be okay. – right. I'd still bitch. <laughs> you yeah, still well. get the text. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. I made a bogey on 18. I need him to make a pawn. I can't wait to hear uh, that you that you're winning on Thursday and Friday. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to. I've been good. I haven't sent screenshots on Thursday and Fridays anymore. All right. We'll talk to you before the British Open. I'm going to take vacation anyway. Uh, I will. I'll be talking to you probably. In, I hope I you know. go somewhere hot. Can you go anywhere that's not hot right now? It's beautiful, ain't it? Nice outside. It sucks. Don't get me started. I love it. Goodbye. I love it. <laughs> oh, who likes this crap? I mean, seriously, I know there are people out there that like summer. Yeah, I'm going on my weather rant again for probably about the sixth show in a row. I mean, who likes this? You walk outside, it's like it makes me physically ill. Who likes this crap? I want to know. Tell me. Go ahead, text me, email me at jderry at theadvocate.com. Or if you have a question about the Saints coming up on Friday, you want to ask Jeff Duncan again. I have not confirmed that, so I'm just saying Jeff Duncan's going to be on the show, but I think he's going to be on the show. But even if it's not Jeff Duncan, whoever our guest will be or myself will answer to the best of our abilities. jderry at theadvocate.com. We will be happy to talk to you. That's coming up. On Datitude, episode number 78 on Friday. This has been episode number 77. And if you made it this far in, you're a big golf fan, aren't you? Well, good for you. It's fun. U.S. Open's going to be interesting this week. Uh, again, got a blog, uh, a full blog on, on it. If you haven't had enough, you can check it out on bet.nola.com. All my predictions, I had a great week last week. Um, can we do it two weeks in a row? Why not? We had two bad weeks before that, so why not have two really good weeks? We love getting the majors right. But I, I, think, I think this is a week, as I've said, um, unless John Rahm or Rory McIlroy win this tournament, obviously both of whom are very capable, unless one of those two win it, I really like my chances this week to hit an outright. Um, and if I do, no matter which one of my outrights that I've picked, we're going to win money. Okay, That's the thing about golf. It's not like betting football or basketball or baseball or, or betting a future that you got to wait six months for it to come through. The great thing about golf is you can bet multiple golfers and still make a profit like we did last week with Rory McIlroy. Even if you bet a golfer that is 11 or 12 or 13 to 1, you can bet four golfers at 12 to 1. If you like the four favorites, bet on the four favorites. If one of them hit, you're going to win. Um... That's just the way, that's what I like about golf the most. Now, there are guys, obviously, you're going to root against. But getting into golf betting, if you're just getting into betting, and again, please do it casually. You're, you're not, I mean, I have friends who think they're going to be, going to make this exorbitant amount of money betting sports. And maybe they will. I hope they do. But I learned my lesson a long time ago. Um, I, I mean, this is what I do for a living. I write about sports betting. And, yeah, I make a little money here and there, but I don't have any 
delusions of grandeur um, that this is going to be my profession. And I'm going to say, you know what, Zach and everybody at NOLA.com, you know, I'm going to go off and do this for a living. I don't want to do this for a living. I want to do it for fun. And if I lose, if my golfer's coming down the stretch on Sunday and he's winning and on 18 he shanks one into the rough and whoever's behind him I don't have on my card wins and I lose my outright, I don't want it to ruin my week or wonder how I'm going to put food on my table. Um, because food prices and gas prices and all the other prices are high enough. Um, so casually, boys and girls, have fun with it. And that's what we're trying to do here. Hope you got a lot out of this podcast. We're going to leave you this morning with a little song. You know, if, if you're not old like me, you probably don't know who the hell Bing Crosby is. But if you're anywhere near my ballpark in age, and I mean, I've said it before. Um, let's just say that um, at some places I qualify for the senior citizen discount and others it won't be long before I do. I've gotten many letters from AARP. Let's just put it that way. So if you're in my ballpark of age, you know who Bing Crosby is. And you know that he was a great golfer, but little golf ditty. It's hard to find a golf ditty. But that's how we're going to go out today. And we're going to have fun with it. And you're going to stay out of the heat. And we're going to see you on Friday. And we're going to talk about the Saints. Remember to hug the ones you love, the ones you don't. Well, that's up to you. We'll see you Friday. Peace and love, my friends. Yes, it went straight down the middle, quite away. The sun was never brighter, the green.